This is On the Media. I'm Brooke Gladstone. And I'm Bob Garfield. If you dipped into news coverage Monday morning, you might have done a coffee spit take. The news from Wall Street was ominous. Happening now, breaking news, stunning slide. The Dow drops a thousand points at the start of the day, climbs back but plunges again as China sending world markets into a tailspin. A global sell-off sparked by China's market meltdown. That old adage about Wall Street not being for the fate of heart, proving itself once again today. And then just a day later, the all clear. There's the opening bell, and of course, in almost the complete inverse of what we saw this time yesterday. Stock shooting out of the gate after one of the worst days for the Dow in years. You see it right there, up 100 points right off the bat. But I hope you didn't let your guard down because... Experts warn we may need a strong stomach because this up and down ride is likely not over. It's one thing to have a little wiggle in the market, a little shimmy in the market. It's another thing to see the markets wiggling and shimmying and squirming and freaking out because the markets are worried about a slowdown in civilization. Maybe we should be more worried about reporters wiggling and squirming and freaking out. When markets are volatile, the media careen from mass panic to euphoric relief to speaking in tongues. To help make sense of the coverage, we're offering you another one of our breaking news consumers' handbooks. This time, it's the Stock Market Volatility Edition. Felix Salmon is a senior editor at Fusion, where he often writes about markets and the economy. Felix, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Bob. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a really stupid thing. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) The minute anyone says the Dow is the first sign that something is wrong, because the Dow... It's not even an index. It's an average. It's a stock price weighted average of 30 stocks. No one in their right mind would consider it to be representative of anything except for what the average price of those stocks are. Well, hold it. The Dow is a sort of a snapshot that stands for the overall value of a certain carefully selected cluster of mainly industrial companies, right? To those who follow it every day, it's fluctuations – like the fluctuation in gamma radiation or tuna prices or the marmoset population have some significance to someone, but you're saying that the constant repetition has imbued it with a mystical significance it doesn't even begin to possess. The fact is that almost nobody trades the Dow. There is a broad stock market index which people do trade. It's called the S&P 500. That's the one that matters. That is the indication of where the broad stock market is on you know, a minute-to-minute or year-to-year basis. The Dow is this bizarre media thing. The only people who care about the Dow are reporters. Traders don't care. It's being used at moments like this, when the markets are volatile, as a broad indicator of the economy at large. There are growing fears about the health of the global economy after a day of market turmoil. Here in the U.S., the Dow Jones plummeted. Stocks take a tumble. What's behind the Wall Street slump? And what does it say about the U.S. economy? Among the things that the Dow Jones Industrial Average certainly is not is a key performance indicator of the economy. Or any stock index, for that matter. The stock index is mostly a measure of how rich rich people are. You know, rich people own most of the stocks. If stocks are high, then that means rich people are rich. If stocks go down, that means rich people are losing money. But neither of these things bear much relation to the performance of the economy as a whole. There's one thing you can be absolutely certain of when stocks take a sudden dip, and that is the kind of funereal 
tone of the reporting. A brutal, ugly morning for stocks today. A falling stock market is bad news for investors. And in business news this morning, Wall Street had just a terrible day yesterday. Pretty bad. But is there anything fundamentally bad about stocks being cheaper? Most of us are in our earning years. Most of us are not selling stocks right now. We're buying stocks right now. We're trying to put money away. And the cheaper stocks are the more stocks we can buy and the better off we're going to be in retirement. Cheaper stocks is a good thing in general. Expensive stocks is a bad thing. Expensive stocks means it's harder to buy a house. It means that maybe interest rates are going to go higher. You know, cheaper stocks we should be celebrating most of the time. And yet, whenever stocks go down, the media makes it sound like that's a bad thing. News reports attributed the latest gyrations to economic troubles in China. We've suffered the worst back-to-back days for the stock market since the early days of the financial crisis. You could chalk it up to China. China's stock market has been tanking for three months now. But can the media really divine a single factor that results in the buying and selling of billions of shares of, of stock? No, of course, it's ridiculous. You know, you can't possibly ascribe a cause to something as global and inchoate as a general stock market sell-off like this. Stocks go up, stocks go down. Intraday stock movements, which is what we're talking about, are inherently random. Sometimes stocks are flat. Sometimes they're up a little bit. Sometimes they're down a little bit. Sometimes they're down a lot. The kind of movements that we saw this week are entirely within the normal range of stock movements. You'll get you know, a movement like this once every three years, something like that. We haven't had a movement of this a magnitude in about three years, so it's probably overdue. No one woke up one morning and said, oh, I'm suddenly worried about China. I'm going to sell all of my shares in IBM. That's not how it works. Luckily, we can count on politicians to set us straight and to reassure us and to help us properly assess events. Presidential candidate Scott Walker called upon the president to cancel an upcoming state visit by Chinese President Xi Jinping. Walker's comments used the turmoil of U.S. financial markets over the past week as a means for the president to show some backbone towards the Chinese. Today, Governor Chris Christie hosted his 18th town hall in New Hampshire. Christie began by blaming President Obama's reliance on borrowing money from China for today's stock market fall. Today on the stock market mess, Trump crashed China. China's taking our jobs, they're taking our money. Be careful, they'll bring us down. You have to know what you're doing. We have nobody that has a clue. So when Chris Christie and Donald Trump and Scott Walker all blamed Monday's events on China, they were talking out of their hats? Yes, they were. Politicians, like everyone else, are subject to the narrative fallacy. We are human. We don't like being told that things are random and meaningless. So we have to ascribe narratives. We have heard this China story so many times that we just take it to be true. It's not true. If not any of the things that we read about in the newspaper, what is unequivocally true about what happened in the stock market on Monday? You know what, Bob? I would say that there's actually almost nothing which is unequivocally true about the stock market. Markets are incredibly messy things and incredibly complex things. And if we try and boil them down to some simple truth or some simple causality or some simple story that we're telling, we are going to be oversimplifying, lying, and basically negating the role of chance. The fact is that the media should 
not report on intraday movements in the stock market because they are random and meaningless. If you want to report on the stock market, you should report on what's happened over the past few months or the past few years, not what's happened today. What happened today is never relevant or interesting or important. So at the top of the hour on NPR News, we should see how the Dow Jones is performing in the millennium? That would be great. Take those stupid little 10, 15-second chunks that you slap onto the end of the newscast and replace them with something which says, you know, look at this. Over the past five years, the stock market has doubled. That's something interesting. Rather than, hey, guys, look at this. The stock market moved a random amount today and it doesn't mean anything. What it does when you do that is it makes people feel stupid because they listen to you saying, and the S&P went down to 0.3%, the close at 1214.3, and they think to themselves, I don't know what that means. I must be stupid. Why is it helpful to make your listeners feel stupid? Felix, as always, thanks so much. Thank you, Bob. Felix Salmon is a senior editor at Fusion. You can find a one-page printable version of our Breaking News Consumer's Handbook Stock Market Volatility Edition at onthemedia.org. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com slash WNYC and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.